0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions here's Steve let's go to the Lord in prayer would you say this with me thank you O God For your holy and mighty word, it is life to me. I believe that the word is true, that all scripture is inspired by God and profitable, profitable for me. So open my heart to hear and receive your holy word in Jesus' name. Amen. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, this is where we are. Deborah's put those up there for us. <clears throat> I beseech you, that is, I am begging you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Isn't it good that the Lord entreats us on the basis of mercy instead of fear and anger? Mm. Amen. Do you know that your God bids Amen. you come and listen and have fellowship with Him, not because He's mad at you, Not because He's always wanting to correct you, but because He's merciful towards you. The mercies of God. And uh, even I, at my mature age, occasionally need to look at my outline. (laughs) I just didn't bring it up here with me. And I can do without it, or I can do with it, but we'll see. Romans 12 I beseech you, beg you therefore mercy, because of the mercies of God. You know, isn't it interesting that the Word tells us that it is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance? But pastor, the Word says, whom the Lord loves, He corrects. I don't know about you, but I have found the correction of the Lord. Are you, ooh, ooh, I believe the Spirit just gave me something here. Oh, oh. The correction of the Lord, the intensity of the correction of the Lord is in direct proportion to our ability to seek Him and listen to what He's saying. What does that mean? It means that the Lord will do what it takes to get me to listen to a voice of love and correction. And if I'm listening and I am seeking correction from the Lord out of love, then it's not going to take much for me to be corrected. But if I am rebelling against my Father, my Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, then the Lord's, the Lord's pull on me will be whatever. It ha- Can I tell you something? It's better to listen to the Lord from the inside than to have to have circumstantial. Um, stuff happen on the outside to get our attention. I beseech you that by the mercies of God, He loves you. He's merciful that you present your body a living sacrifice. Notice the contrast between Old Testament when the blood of sheep and goats and innocent animals were shed to remind the people. That sin was serious. That blood was required for the forgiveness of sin. So how do we worship today in this New Testament age? Present your, bo- you, know what I, you know what present your body means? It means to sign up. Lord, here I am. It means to yield your schedule to Him. I yield everything about this day over to You, Lord. Everything about this day. If you prompt me to send a text, write make a phone call, keep my mouth shut, I I am presenting my body as a sacrifice to you. I will I choose to honor and obey you instead of just lighting out on my own trying to figure everything out and getting anything that I want to happen happen. I yield this day to you. I'm yours. So to yield our bodies means that we present ourselves a living sacrifice. Holy means righteous and set apart. You say, well, Pastor, I'm not very holy. No, you're not, and neither am I in and of ourselves. But in Jesus, the Word says that God has chosen to see us in Christ. And guess what? He's holy. And if you're in Christ, God can't see you except seeing you through Jesus. You don't believe that? Ephesians 1, 3. He's given us every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, declared us holy and righteous and blameless and loved and accepted and forgiven. Oh, my goodness. That's the way God sees us. And if we don't see ourselves like that, it's our, it's our problem, not the Lord's. God helps us to see ourselves the way You see us. Holy and acceptable to God. Remember what we preached on last Sunday, God's only requirement for us is to be faithful. He didn't say, you got to be perfect or I won't listen to you. Thank God He didn't say that. He says, you come to Me, I've seen you in My Son Jesus. Be faithful by His grace. Just be faithful by His grace. Quit staying up at night trying to figure out how am I going to fix this. Submit it over to the Lord. Yes, receive counsel. Yes, ask for wisdom. Yes, listen to uh, an inner circle around you, hopefully, that are wise and love you and pray for you and will tell you the truth. But to be acceptable to God is to recognize who God says you are in Christ. You already accepted. Quit striving to be accepted and believe that you already are in Christ and start living in grace instead of condemnation. And do not be conformed, that is formed with this world. Now, the word there is, is not talking about the physical create The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He's not talking about the earth. He's talking about a system that is under the influence of the evil one, the cosmos, if you will. Do not be conformed to this cosmos, this system that is under the influence of the evil one. But what in the world? See, this world system will sneak up on you and begin to infiltrate your mind before you know it. Sometimes it'll blow you away like a truck, but most of the time it's just an insidious attack. And, I, you know, I want you to turn with me to 1 John chapter 2. 1 John 5 says, the whole world, the cosmos is under the influence, lies under the sway, under the influence of the evil one. The world system is opposed to the kingdom of God and it's method of operation. And the Word says, don't be conformed to this world. As believers in Jesus... He bought and paid for us, Jeff. We belong to him. He is our Lord. And that should be before you belong to anything. You you should be dedicated to being a kingdom citizen before you are a Democrat or a Republican or any of the above. A citizen of the kingdom of God. Don't be conformed to this world, the cosmos. Well, let's look at 1 John 2 and let's see how the Lord, what does the world look like? What is this world system like that he's talking about? Are you with me? 1 John 2, verse 15, do not love the cosmos, this system. Remember in 519, he's already told us it's under the influence of the evil one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, can I ask you something? Do you have things or do things have you? Do not love the world or the things in the world. To love means to Grant devotion and a degree of of worship. Oh, wow, if I didn't have this truck, then my life would be over. Uh Uh-oh, if I didn't have this phone, I wouldn't be happy. If I didn't have her or him, I wouldn't want to even go. Wait now, who redeemed you? bought you with his own blood. Did you know that the Lord bought you with his own blood primarily for you to be his son, his daughter? That's your purpose, to receive and to reflect the glory of God. If anyone loves the world, the cosmos, the system under the sway of the enemy, the love of the Father is not in Him. For all that is in the world, now He's fixing to tell us how the world reveals itself. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, that is what my flesh wants to do to to fulfill anything that gives me pleasure. The lust of the eyes, I want what I see that I don't have that belong to everybody else. I just constantly want things, stuff, positions, changes of circumstances. If I could only have this or that or him or her, then I'd be... No, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, that is the boastful arrogance that makes us believe that we are in control, and we are the source of our own joy and happiness and fulfillment. But all these things, the lust of the flesh, the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world, and the world is passing away. So how does this world system, how does it operate? The world system operates in a whole bunch of different systems. Do you know that the world system operates in religious systems. You can't read the New Testament without seeing that. You remember what Jesus said to the Pharisees who said, if you don't do what we do, and if you don't promote us and live and and obey all this, 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 and this, and all these things we're going to pick out of the law and the sacrificial system, in all these, If you don't live up to every one of those, then you're not going to be accepted by, the, by God. Do you know what Jesus said about the Pharisees in Romans, I, I'm sorry, in um, John 8? Jesus looked at the Pharisees after he said this, if you will abide in my word, you'll truly be my disciple and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And then he said something amazing to these religious professionals. He said, you are of your father, the devil. What? Jesus said to these religious professionals of his day, you are of your father, the devil. Uh Uh-oh so the the world can get into religious systems. (laughs) Absolutely. Remember, if you abide in my word, then you are truly my disciples and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Wow. What a stinging rebuke. No wonder they hated him so diligently. Because they were saying, follow us, do what we say, And God will eventually be approved of you. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You come to the Father by me. You've got to humble yourself and receive a gift of your forgiveness, the gift of your grace, the gift of my mercy. So there's a religious system that's been highly uh, affected by the world. And you know, the world has a system of operation, and um, you know what that is, don't you? Well, I didn't put this in there, but the world has an economy. And the, econ- the uh, There are people in this room who deal with economies all the time. Do you know that the greatest effect on economy is fear and greed? Try to get all you can. And Jesus said, "Give, and it will be given to you." It's just the opposite. it flips. Recognize who your source is. And it's not me, and it's not you. Did you know it's not your customers? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. My God meets all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Can I tell you something? Your God is not in recession, and he's not going to be. And if he's not capable of taking care of you, regardless of what's going on, you need to just give it on up right now. The world system can infiltrate religion and economy. It can infiltrate and has infiltrated educational systems because a whole lot of what is being taught now is godless. It's humanistic. It's a a perspective of history that's rooted in humanism, and it pervades life and culture that's rooted in that man is the central figure of all of history and culture. It's all about man. And the Bible tells us that it's not all about God, uh, all about man. We were created in the image of a God who loved us, who redeemed us at the cross, and desires to live with us for eternity. But our educational system, for the most part, is godless and humanistic. It's a perspective of life and culture that is. Way out of bounds. I'll tell you somebody in this church who take, keeps up with a lot of that, a lot more than I do, is Mike Tribble back there, one of our deacons and uh, one of our elders in a covered ministry SWAT America. You might want to talk to him sometime about some information about things that are going on. He's He's very educated in that. There are political systems. You, have you noticed lately about the political systems and the system of politics? says government's the key to life. It's the way to be successful and happy. Now, Dwayne, I know you work up there in Washington. You do know, though, that political systems can't fix us. You do know that, don't you? Just, just so you know, and I know you're up there a lot. Thank you, Lord. Pray for him now. Amen. 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 If government could have fixed us, it would have done it a long time ago, Buzz. You know what government is really good at? Blaming the other guys for everything that's wrong. If something's wrong, it's because of them. Can I tell you something? If something is wrong, it's because of the condition of the human heart. It is what comes out of the heart that makes people do evil things. That makes a mess. And there's not going to be a solution until there is a solution in the heart. God's church has got to rise up. And be who we were created and redeemed to be. Entertainment system, have you noticed? It appeals to our senses and feelings, and it's driven by money. It's driven by, look, they wouldn't keep making movies that people never go see. It's under the sway, the influence. Of the evil one, media. Can I just tell y'all something out of my heart? Now, I'm, I'm like you. I, I get uh, information from uh, uh, social media. I do. I, I get information. It can be a great tool. But can I tell you something? You do understand, don't you? That it's not the source of all truth. That is the word of God. And you also know, don't you, that the media is so subject to error and slant and prejudice. Don't you? Now yes. well, you can do what you want to, but I don't listen to just one media. I don't let just one media be the source of my truth.
1: <coughs> Amen. Amen.
0: In, force, I, in fact, I've got to tell you, saints, until those of us who are redeemed in the lo- until we make sure that as far as our perspective, the source of the truth is God in His Word. Don't love the world, nor the things in the world. And uh, back to our, our passage here. <clears throat> Present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world." Now, Pastor Jeremiah is going to tell us what the rest of verse 2 says about how we are to be transformed, renovated by the renewing of our mind. Amen? Amen? Amen.
1: You have the notes that we it's Romans twelve one and two. Um, I just feel like the Lord, um, the Spirit was saying as so I open this up to the renewal of the mind is of utmost importance. I want you just think for a moment <clears throat> your thought process. When last time you examined it? How do you think? What do you think? Some of the things that the pastor was just talking about, the political system, the religious system, the educational system. Just take the educational system. It's designed to do what? To program you. To be what? So your thought process to be anti-God. So you could be in a place of deception and not even know it. You what you thinking is truth is not truth. So if it hasn't, if you haven't taken the Word of God and examined whatever it is, your thought process with the Word of God, you, I like you living a lie. Why is that important? Because what you think is going to set your destiny, where are you going to end up. Give that thought for a moment. Where you end up? You ever, you ever, you ever plan a trip? We all have planned. You, all of us have gone on a trip, right? And what do you do? You plan that trip and you pray by God. You can, get, you can make it to your destiny. Jesus came to bring you eternal life. That's the destiny. And it's through his word. It's your thought process. Why is that important? I'm going to just start. Go down to the bottom of my sheet. Just start right there at the bottom. Sow a thought. When you sow a thought, you're going to reap an action. Sow an action. You're going to reap a habit. When sow a habit, you're going to reap a character. All of us in there have character. And it dictates and tells you, it dictates to you, what is it? What is your character? It's a summation of your thoughts. Duh. That should matter. Why? Because your character is going to determine your destiny. So it's vital that you examine how you think. Your thought process. All right, we can go back up to the top of the sheet. So renewal of the mind. I have the word renewal there. It means the Greek word there, but it means change for the better. Can you all say that with me on three? One, two, three. Change for the better. What business person, what family, what church don't want better? All of us leave out here, guess what you want? You want better. Woo! Amen? Well what well, guess what that means? You've got to let the word of God change your thought process. Renew all what well, ongoing all the time. You know I call it PG. Personal growth. Be in the mode of personal growth. Put the pressure on yourself. One of my little practices. I really lie down at night. Then I start doing assessment. Of my thoughts during the day. Not a holy, Pastor said, correction. You ever flown on a plane? What are they doing along the entire journey? The pilot is doing corrections, isn't he? Uh, Brother could probably speak to that again. Isn't there corrections along the way? Brother, am I right? He's saying, yeah. And it gets you to the journey, amen? uh, to, To your destination. So guess what God is doing? And we don't like this part at times. Because it's just me. This is me. me, Brother Mike and I was talking earlier, and I was saying, you know, uh, what they found medically? It's called neurogenesis. Your brain cells can be renewed throughout a lifetime. A few years ago, they didn't think that way. Your brain cells can... God knew it. That's why it's right here in the scriptures. Be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know what that word transform mean? Metamorphosis. So what I like to ask people, Brother Joe, is when is a caterpillar a butterfly? We see it everything's right there. And just over time, it becomes a beautiful what? Butterfly. We have the spirit of the living God whoo, in us, abiding in us. And he wants us being transformed, little by little, by the renewing of your mind. So when the Holy Spirit comes and he brings conviction about a carnal thought process, let him help. You need to agree. Yes, Lord, that was a bad, that, that wasn't good thought. I didn't think, I, didn't, I wasn't thinking very loving toward that sister or brother. <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking that way towards my wife. Uh, hello, amen. And so he's continually what? Change for the better. That's Nothing else today you leave out of here saying, God want me to change for the better. Stop saying, well, it's just the way I am. How come? Because you have a destiny. We have a destiny. Amen. And he paid too great a price. He purchased you and I. I'm not my own. I was bought with a price. Do you think that way? Do you think that way, Saints? Or do you think, well, I'm on. I'm running this deal. I don't have to change the way I think, I don't have to change the way I talk. So he's saying to us be transformed. The renewal of your mind. Why is it important? Turn real quick to Genesis 6 5. Let's look at what it says there. I want to know why we're in a mess. Why we got a mess today? Because of the way men think. That's it. Look at what it says. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Is that an indictment or what? How does that make you and I feel? Just reading that scripture, every thought, whoo, saints. Saints. Wondering why we got a mess on our hands. It's the way we think. It's the way men think. Continually evil. Continually evil. Jesus came. So that you and I may have what? Life, life abundantly. Change for the better. Let a part of your thought process be, every day I get up, I'm going to get a little bit better. Every day I get up, I'm going to get a little bit better. Holy Spirit, help me to get a little bit better in my thought process. Help me to become more like Jesus in my thought process. So when you lie down at night, start assessing what your thought process has been like. How have you thought that day? Look at Proverbs 23, 7, a. Look at what it says there. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think, so the way you're going to act. Action follows your thoughts. So is it important that you think the right thing? We're going to get to that in a moment where Jesus says, let this mind be in you. We're going to get to that in a moment. So each and every day you get up, guess what you, need, you and I have to have? We have, a, we have to have a game plan on how we're going to think. Not knowing what is going to come, your transpire that day, but you can have a game plan on how you'll respond. Mm, that's good, saints. You don't know what it's going to be, but you can have a plan for how you'll respond. Whew. Look at what 2 Corinthians, I, I didn't have this in your note uh, uh, on the sheet, but look, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 through 4. Look at what it says here. I just pray today, boy, you start realizing. I've got to start examining my thought process. Amen? How I think. What I say. Because it's going to determine your destiny. Mm. Listen to what this says, Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Verse 4, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Pastor Steve was talking about a worldly system. Guess what? Everybody in that system mind has been blinded. Now just give that thought. You and I were born in a world system where the the God of this age has blinded the minds, and until we heard the gospel, we were blind. Why do you share the gospel? Why do you help? Because you're trying to bring people out of darkness into light. And if we're children of the light, then our thought process should be changing for the better. And was talking this morning, and I was just talking about my personality, my what I was like before I knew Christ. Woo! You wouldn't. I. I I'm telling you what. You would. I wouldn't be a a, a good fellow, Joe. I, I'm, I'm just. You know how personalities are different. I. I I'm not. I. I'm just. I could be. A, I could be. Woo! Woo! I. I wouldn't like me. Pastor Steve? I, I mean, I'm. I'm. I would be rough. All around. I mean. Woo. And then, you know, what? even today when certain situations come up, I can see that old self just creep, kind of trying, trying to creep. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He starts creeping. And you just, we, you know what we call it when we get that something. I just want to give this person a piece of my mind. You ever been there? And the Holy Spirit said, no, don't. And you can, yeah, sometimes you battle and sometimes the enemy ends up what? Winning. And you give them your peace of mind and, boy, you feel good for a moment, don't you? Did the Holy Spirit come in and bring conviction? <laughs> Amen? Yeah. Y'all looking at me like y'all don't do this. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. You've done it more than once. That's all I'm saying. My carnal nature, whoo, yeah, he ain't a nice Because If you cross that line, I'm getting you. Twice, three, four times. Five, I'm trying to... <laughs> Y'all met people like that? They're just mean. My carnal side, I'm mean. You wouldn't like me. I'm going to try to take you out, cross the line, okay? So, whew, I need God, the Holy Spirit. I need him continuing to do what? Change my mind for the better. The carnal side, that fleshly side, all of us battle with it. And he's saying the key to it is you allowing me to change your mind through my word. How much word have you downloaded lately? Thy word have I hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Psalms one nineteen eleven. What? Thy word have I hidden where? My heart. Your mind. Your heart. They go together. How much word have you hidden in it? How much? Philippians 2.5. Turn there with us real quick. Look at what it says. Let this mind, let this way of thinking be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Let this way of thinking be in you. So for me, what I believe God is saying right here, and he's saying to us saints is, let a spirit of humility be your thought process. The mind of humility. Now, it, it's just the opposite of what the world says. You don't take nothing. You don't let nobody run over you. You don't, Hello? The world sees true biblical humility as a weakness, but it's a strength. Humility is power restrained. I have the power, but I am not. I choose not to use it. Jesus says it to them. leaders, he says, I can call a legion of angels today. I can wipe it out. But I'm going to take the mind of humility. I'll humble myself. A mind of humility. You wonder why a lot of times you're not in a place of peace? Because you don't have a spirit of humility. You don't have a mind of humility. You think you got to run everything. You think you got to control everything. Like God's not in control. Like, so our spirit, man, we're just not in a place of peace. Everything bothers you. Because you're trying to run it. You're trying to be the dictator of everything. You know, that's, that's, that's of the enemy. He said, I want to be like God. Only God runs everything, saints. The devil said he wanted to be like him. And when you just... We see it in the traffic every day. People are not at peace. Look how people drive. Look at the Just... Don't cut them off. Oh, man, you find out. Joe. have just slow down enough to observe where people are at in life, in their thought process. You ever get up in the morning, you may be walking, you're going, and you just, hey, good morning. But, good morning, George. And you, know, you just notice how people, are, they, some people don't even, they, you wouldn't even think they're human. <laughs> Sometimes they respond, what's so good about it? <laughs> it's amazing. Slow down enough to examine the thought process. I believe our mind should be a mind of humility. When we're in that place, you know what? You know what? You when we get in that place, you give God the opportunity to work on your behalf in you and through you. And he'll raise you up. Amen. He'll raise you up. i said it again. He'll raise you up in that circumstance. You, when you humble yourself, all you're saying is, God, it's all yours. 2 yeah. yeah. Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. i sum it up for you because we're going to get ready to close. Pretty much you're supposed to bring every thought into captivity. That's why I say at night I try to do an assessment because during the day I should have brought every thought into captivity. That's the authority and the power God's given us. How many of those thoughts that are ungodly you just let get through? You don't, you don't, you don't, bring, you don't bring them into captivity. Let me tell you how I do it. This is my practice. When, when boy, a, a, a carnal thought hits, I say, in the name of, by the blood of Jesus, I bring that thought into captivity. By the blood of Jesus, I bring that thought into captivity. That's my practice. Since I've come to know this scripture in 2 Corinthians, that, that is what I've made my practice. Now, I'm not perfect at it, but that's the practice I have. And boy, I'm gonna tell you what, you will change things for the better. Yeah, that's right. How come? Because you'll be starting to change. You're like, ooh, look at me. Mm, I remember I used to be over there. I'm getting better. I'm maturing, I'm becoming. It's the word, God says, be perfect like him. He's just saying, continue to mature and grow. Yes, become more like me, think like me. Isn't that an awesome opportunity you and I have? Man, we got. A, we can shout on this one here. You and I can think like God. That one worth. Woo! I just had to say that, but I... Think for a moment. You and I can think like God. That's right. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. You and I. Awesome. Do you see people that way? Especially when they offend you. That's why you have to renew the mind. Because you're dealing with imagers. I didn't say if they were saved. I said imagers. A lost and dying world is full of images of God. Hallelujah. That's why you need the renewal of the mind. That's why you need a humble mind. So there in your workplace, you, this person not saved, you are. And man, you're responding like a lost person. You're not, you pushing them further away from the gospel. You're supposed to be a fisher of men. Amen. Amen. Finally, Philippians four eight. Look at what it says. And I'll close with this verse. Paul says, Finally, finally, brethren. Mm, whatever things are true. Is your spirit, man, bent towards truth. Is your mind bent towards truth. How do you feel when, when you encounter truth, saints? You know how people don't walk in faith? You know what faith is about? Truth. You know what your carnal man says? I don't like truth. Well, you got a certain destiny. God says he's going to judge all of it, he's going to condemn it. So you got to get your thought process lined up with truth. You, I could. Well, Good old Sunday morning after I played when I was playing down in Alabama. Sunday mornings come, Sunday after, Monday mornings, not Sundays. Monday mornings. We just call it eye in the sky. Camera got all the plays right. That Saturday, you, you see, you can't run and tell the coach. What, he asked on Saturday, what happened on that play? You know, you know, but you better tell the truth. Cause the camera got it on. It's gonna show Monday. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> So I ain't no need to talk about it. Well, I, I, no, it's on film. Can I share something with you? You know what Revelation says? And books will be opened. It's on film. My life, your life is being recorded as we speak. This day is being recorded. He gives us tomorrow, it's going to be recorded. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good of a good report. i will stop right now. I got to just interject real quick. What are you bent towards? Bad reports or good reports? I remember Gene and our young, in our younger uh, days of our marriage. You know, you're in the church and you just hear a lot of <laughs> gossip. One person trying to look better than the other one. Trying to what? Gossip. I said, Mm-mm. I would not live my life that way. We're not going to get in the gossip group. We ain't going to be a part of the gossip. What kind of report? Well, you know what You know what we ought to be excited about? Good reports. Somebody's sick, we see healing happen. Amen? We, we're about good reports. God meeting needs. We're praying and interceding. We see powerful things happen that are good. Hallelujah. Amen? The world feeds and lives off of what? The negative. The bad. The, the, all, the diff, all of this stuff that's a destruction in life. And that's what it feeds off of. God wants you to get your spirit, man, a place where it's to come to me with the good things. Tell me something good. Amen? The good things of life. If there is any, any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, Meditate. On these things. Meditate on these things. So a thought, reap an action. So an action, reap a habit. So a habit, reap a character. So a character, reap a destiny. What's gonna be your destiny, saints? It's gonna be based on the renewal of your mind, where you're at in your mind. Amen. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for our faith, family. Woo! Thank you for your word in Romans 12, yeah. 1 and 2. That we can present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, pleasing unto the Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. For your word, for your precious word. That by the renewal of our mind, We can be pleasing unto you, a sweet aroma and a fragrance in a lost and dying world. We give you thanks today. You bless us, keep us, make your face shine upon us, be gracious unto us. Your countenance to be upon us. And we'll continue to abide in your eternal peace. All God's children said, amen. As Pastor Steve said, go with God.